Sure is good to be in the Lord's house tonight. I thank God for this wonderful day that he's given us and the great service we had this morning. And let us come back tonight. We thank the Lord for the privilege and honor. I have a scripture that I was looking through the Bible and this really stood out to me. It's very familiar and I want to share it again. It's Psalms 133. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Isn't that beautiful? Let's all stand for a moment. We'll have a word of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us and all that you have done for us. Uh, God, we just praise you and we appreciate your mercy and your grace and your great love that you have for us. God, we thank you for the day that you've given us. We ask you to bless this service tonight. Please help us, God, uh, to have a Holy Ghost meeting tonight. We ask to ask you to reach out and touch people's hearts and call to people and speak to people mightily and powerfully. God, help us to get in our place and be in the center of your will. We ask it in Jesus' name, and amen. We turn to service. Old Brother Taylor in the choir. Page 30. Thank you. 
say we appreciate being here and uh, thinking about them last two songs that said be ready to go you know and then it said I know my name is written there you know I'm thankful tonight that my name's there you know I'm going to heaven Jordan you know he gave me that benefit when I got saved you know and now I know and that's that's a, a good thing and you know Terry always says I know that I know that I know you know, he gave me that opportunity, and the way the Bible reads, he's going to give everybody an opportunity. You know, when when it comes your turn, you know, if you if you pass it up, I, I feel sorry for you because there's, there's only two places that I know about, and it's heaven and hell. And when you accept him, you're going to heaven. If you turn him away, bad news. You know, I appreciate being here, but I'm thankful that I know that my name's there. I don't have nothing to worry about. Stand if you would. You know, I'm thankful to be here tonight, and... You know, still feeding off the service this morning. You know, yeah. the youth got up and, you know, the spirit went out. And like Terry said, just from the beginning, you can feel it. Yeah, you know, yeah. there was opportunity going out for people to come. And, you know, you, people turn him away all the time. And, and it happens in life. And I know, you know, it has to be hard even as a pastor, you know, to see people turn him away when the opportunity goes out. But, you know, you know, it's awesome when the opportunity does yeah. go out because the Lord's work's being done. You know, I appreciate being here. And we just wonder at this time if anybody has a spoken request or an unspoken request on their heart. Anybody have a spoken some prayer. Oh. 
He's wondered this time if anybody has a song or testimony on their heart. that song. I can remember as a kid of, um, you know, sitting in the church house and all of some of them old hymnal songs would come on and uh, like, man, these are the longest songs ever and, you know, it seems so slow, but, you know, you take that song and you put it in perspective of what it means and, you know, it, it's, it's something that, it's a personal experience that we have, like I even said earlier, you know. He walks with me, he talks with me, he tells me I'm his. You know, you, if you listen to some of it, and it's like, you know, even some of the key messages when they're preached or something, sometimes I might not walk out with the whole message, but I walk out with a key word in it, you know, and that's how you remember it. And that's how the songs are, you know, you can walk out with something and it, and that's the part where it hits us, you know, and that's what we need. And I'm, I'm thankful for that song, we appreciate it. Anybody else? I don't feel like preaching, but I might just read a scripture real quick in Isaiah 55. We're just going to hit a couple verses on here. But in 55 it says, Ho, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters, and ye that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. And it said, Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? and your labor for that which satisfieth not. But it said, Hearken diligently unto me, and eat that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. And jump down into six, it says, 
Seek ye the Lord while ye may be found, and call ye upon him while he is near. And go to 8, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. And you go down to 10, it says, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and make it bring forth in the bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. He said, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. I want you to hear that. It said, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that what I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereto I sent it. You know, it's like I said earlier, you know, the messages go out, and we feel bad when people don't come. But I want you to know, you know, if you're here and you're lost, the Lord shows you, that message didn't go out void. You know, God sent that message for a reason. And it said, just like the rain and the snow that comes down and water up the earth, you know, the message is going where it needs to go. You know, and I appreciate what the Lord does because, you know, a lot of times in life I overlook what he does in my life. You know, even, even some of the small things I overlook. You know, but what God does in my life, you know, he wakes me up every single day and takes care of me. You know, he allows me to go to work, provide for my family. You know, that, those are big things, but those are small things that we overlook. You know, we overlook that he's done that for us, how he's taken care of me. You know, I'm so thankful that the Lord takes care of me. I want you to know if you're here in loss, you know, this ain't something that you have to buy. You know, if we had to buy it, I guarantee I couldn't afford it. You know, I know for a fact I couldn't. But he said, come, you know, come and get it freely. You know, if, if the words went out and the gospel's coming to you, it's your turn. You know, and then it says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he's near. You know, when the gospel's going out, that's the best time to get saved because that's when you're able to get saved. You know, you can't get saved if the Lord ain't calling. You know, it ain't something, you know, there's a lot of churches. I remember one of the first times going to, you know, one of my brother's church and a uh, long time ago and I was younger and I'd look and in the middle of the pew, you know, they had these um, little cards and they had little pencils by it. But it wanted you to fill out and that you got saved. That ain't how it works. You know, God's gospel goes out and he gives me that opportunity. That's how I got saved. You know, the message came to me and I had a choice. You know, and, and, I, and I always say it. I don't think there's been a time that I get up here and that I don't say it. He's a good God because he gives me a choice. He don't force me. Even though he could force me, he don't do that. You know, he's a loving God. He loves us, and he's willing to give us, you know, he gave his son for us, that ultimate sacrifice, so that we can have a choice. You know, if you pass up the choice, that's your own fault. You know, I can't, I can't do nothing for that. But, you know, I was thinking this week, uh, you know, there's a lot of things out in life that, you know, you might have a designer clothes, and then you might have something else that's not quite designer, but it looks like it. You might want to call it a fake or a knockoff. You know, there's a lot of churches that can be knockoffs. You know, but I was thinking about, you know, uh, Brandy was talking about a Bible and everything for the kids. And, you know, uh, one of our friends said, and we said something about, like, how it's hard to find a kid's King James Version Bible. You know, and the one guy might have said something along the lines like, uh, you know, well, you old hillbillies like to keep that Bible. Well, you know what? The King James Bible is the one that we believe in. You know, I don't want the new King James Version. I don't want something that don't preach the gospel to my kids or to the, my friends. You know, I want the real deal. And, you know, and I don't want, you know, somebody else's thoughts. You know, what, what did that verse just say? It said, he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. You know, God has it under control. I want you to know that tonight. You know, God's word. God has everything under control, and, and we don't have to, you know, I don't have to sit here and try to muster something up and take care of it for him because he can do it himself. You know, that's what kind of God I got. I appreciate being here. I'm thankful for what he's done in my life, you know, and it's something, you know, it's, you know, we, we have to walk it. We have to talk it. We have to try to, you know, show other people what it's all about. You know, he's a good God, and you know, just about tonight, we about overslept. You know, I, was, I went to bed and was laying in the bed, and um, it was kind of funny because, you know, we got home and sat down on the couch, was going to watch TV, and Brandy wanted me to come downstairs. And uh, I think before, I said, well, why don't you just sit down right here? And uh, before I even looked back, you know, my eyes were already crossed, and I was ready to fall asleep already. She got mad at me, you know. 
But that, that's the kind of life we live in because, you know, especially for me this time of year, you know, it's the time of year that, you know, we get busy and, you know, we work a, a ton of hours, you know, dark to dark. But we can't forget what God's done for us. You know, it's a good month. You know, the Christmas time, you know, our Savior's birthday, you know, it's coming up. And, you know, a lot of times, even in life, when, you know, maybe May hits, I know May 15th's my birthday. It's my birthday month. You know, it's coming up. You know, this is the time of year. It's Jesus' birthday month. You know, I, I can think about that. And then, and not only that, you know, everybody else knows what time of year it is. This is the time that we can make an impact. You know, I appreciate being here. We turn over to our pastor. It's good to be here. I appreciate uh, everything that's been done already. I appreciate the singing and opening up. When I got on the heart to ask Lee to open up, I asked him for churches. I'd like for you to open up. If you could, feel like it. I said, now, just because I'm asking you to open up don't mean you can't preach. You can open up and preach close feel like it. And so God blessed him. It moved real powerful. Blessed my heart. It's good to be here. Let me ask again. Somebody else feel like singing? You do follow your heart. Good to see everybody tonight. Glad for every visitor to cheer. Everybody's not a visitor to cheer. Appreciate everybody. Got a nice crowd. Let's pray. God's laid this song on my heart, and he's also laid it on my heart to ask the youth group to come help me sing it too. So if you guys don't mind helping me. want to say I'm, I'm thankful for what Lee had to say. Uh, I'm thankful that my salvation isn't a knockoff salvation. I'm thankful I've got the real thing. Um, and I want to say to anybody who, who's out there, maybe any, any youth that's up here, uh, if you feel like you need to move, uh, don't let it stop you that the preacher's not giving invitation or anything like that. If the Lord's calling you, you come. And to any youth up here, if God's speaking to you, you're amongst friends now. There is nothing that can stop you from going to the altar. We're close to it. There's nothing that can stop you. The, devil's, the devil makes plenty of excuses for you to make you stop and make you say, no, I don't need to go. I don't need to go get saved this time. Uh, you are amongst friends. If God is calling you, you can just grab onto one of them, have them come with you. We'll all pray with you. Okay, so you pray for us. <clears throat> Every hope that I have here in this old sinful world is anchored in the blood of the Lamb. Though the billows are raging and we're tossed to and fro, there is peace beneath that flow. My hope of the precious Lamb of God, there is no other fountain so sweet. It has washed away my sin. Gave me peace and joy within, and my hope is anchored in His blood. Only one thing will matter when my time shall come to die 
The treasures of this world, they won't mean a thing. But the joy of knowing Jesus, it will vanish all my fears. For he took away destiny in my hope of the precious Lamb of God. There is no other fountain so sweet, it has washed. Away my sin Gave me peace and joy within My hope is anchored in His blood Only one thing will matter When my time shall come to die The treasures of this world won't mean a thing but the joy of knowing Jesus will vanish all my fears for he took away death's sting in my heart of the precious Lamb of God there is no other fountain so sweet it has washed away my sin gave me peace and joy within my hope is anchored in his blood That's good. That's good singing, good testifying, good to be in the house, Lord. Anybody else got a song on your heart? I appreciate what's already been done. I uh, appreciate Lee's already said. Appreciate the singers. Yeah, appreciate the, these young preachers here. And, uh, but I've got a thought. I guess I'm gonna have to share with you myself and you pray real hard. Uh, got a uh, place I think over here in the book of Hebrews. In the ninth chapter, and you pray real hard. And uh, I want to start reading verse one, chapter nine, where my focus is is down really in verse four. It's about the uh, about the uh, the ark of the covenant, and you pray real hard. So again, Hebrews chapter nine, starting in verse one. Then verily, the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was a candlestick and a table and a shewbread, which is called a sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid around about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of the covenant. And over it the cherubims of glory, shadowing the mercy seat of which we cannot now speak particularly. And so... I don't feel like I need to go back and read, but if you want to read back in the 25th chapter of the book of Exodus, you can read when God told Moses, I want you to build me an ark of the covenant and, and explained all about it. Boy, it's, it's, it's made it out of sheet of wood, very, uh, very good hard wood that was long-lasting, and, uh, but it didn't just uh, leave the wood by itself. So I want you to cover it with pure gold on the inside and on the outside. And he said, I want you to put uh, uh, four rings on it and uh, make that out of pure gold and uh, a ring on each corner. 
and said, take some staves and put them uh, through the rings. Like if this was the ark here and there's a, a ring on each corner here and a ring on that corner there. And then be like a, a rod, like a, a stick that would go through there and go through there. And then you could have a man on each corner. And he said, let the Levites be the one that carries that. Right. The Levites is the tribe that the priests came out of. And he said, now, I want you to uh, fix it just right. I'm putting this in my words. And when you get the ark of the covenant fixed, he said, I want you to put a mercy seat on top of it. And he said, I want you to uh, put the cherubims on the top of the mercy seat. And uh, they're also out of precious metal. And uh, it reaches from one end of the mercy seat to the other. And uh, they look towards each other. And it covers the entire mercy seat. And now, uh, when we think about the mercy of God, we think about the beginning of time. Uh, God was there looking down through time our direction. We think about God being from everlasting to everlasting. He's to the end of time uh, looking back. And so, uh, and it tells us and reminds us that the folks uh, back there under the law, they got saved just like we did. They was looking forward by faith down to the coming of Jesus. And I, my thoughts, I thought, boy, where the wings, those uh, cherubims met in the middle, uh, that's where the cross was at. And so uh, we look back and they looked ahead. And so uh, and God said this, boy, I like this. He said, now, when you get the ark fixed, he told Moses this, he said, right, Moses, when you get the ark fixed, and you get the mercy seat put there. He said, you come down there. And he said, I'm going to meet with you uh, there where the mercy seat's at, uh, 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 where the Ark of the Covenant's at. Now, I want you to pray real hard. Uh, I, I'm going to go to a place I meet the Lord. seven months, if I recall right. Well, they, uh, they begin, and I won't go into all the details of how they begin to send the ark home, but uh, I will tell you this. Uh, they put it on a new cart, uh, and they begin to send it back towards home. Uh, well, uh, listen, uh, when it got down there, uh, and they uh, began uh, to see what was going on, uh, after it got so far down there, I won't try to put all the pieces together, but it came down there, uh, and they began uh, to see some things that was not quite right. Well, uh, let me you know, look in the scripture. Maybe I can find it instead of trying to just remember all this. But listen, uh, back over here, you know, they uh, did bring it to a man's house down here in the script. His name was Amenadab. They brought it down uh, to his house. Uh, but listen, uh, when they were moving up the Ark of the Covenant, uh, there was a man named Uzzah. Sound like a good man, but when the Ark of the Covenant, he was kind of jostling the Ark. 
Hey, I guess he reached his hand up to study it. Well, uh, you say, that sounds like good intention. Well, it was good intention, but I'll tell you what, uh, that wasn't the way God said to move the ark. He said, let the priest carry it uh, on those golden staves. Uh, we can't just uh, change things around uh, to suit ourselves. We can't do this. We can't have church just according to the whim of our mind. We gotta do it God's way. If we don't do it God's way, uh, it's gonna come to destruction. Uh, Use uh, laid his hand up on the ark. Uh, guess he thought he was doing good. Well, he fell over dead. Uh, if you're not careful, uh, you try to do things your way and leave God out, you'll fall over dead. If you don't fall over uh, dead naturally, uh, you'll fall over dead spiritually. You gotta do things God's way. Well, uh, David, uh, I'm telling you what, uh, that, that ark, uh, it stayed uh, down there in Amenadab's house. It stayed down there 20 years. You think about that. It was, it was down there uh, with the Philistines seven months. Then it was by Amenadab's house 20 years. If I recall right, I believe that's right. Well, uh, then they got alarmed. Uh, they didn't take it home then. They took it down to Obed-Edom and, and stayed down there three months. And finally, now David said, we need to bring that ark home. Yeah. Now listen to me. Now, when I was just a, a teenage boy, I got to reading in the old scriptures. And I, I was reading about some of the things that God's children did. I remember it so clearly, Mike. I thought those people were fools. Uh, God had done so much for them, and uh, then uh, they start out doing something, and then they mess up, and uh, they just do awful. I thought that was a stupid bunch of people. That was my thoughts as a teenager. Uh, it wasn't long uh, down the road until uh, I was uh, kind of out of gear with God, and God uh, poked me real good. He said, you remember how stupid you thought those people were? Looks like you're in the same shape that they were. Uh, where does that put you? What does that say about you? I'm telling you what, we can all make bad choices. We can all make mistakes. We can all go the wrong direction. It's easy to judge the other fella, but we need to look in the mirror once in a while. We need to humble our hearts and get right with God and know where we're at before the Lord. I'm telling you, well, think about this. The ark of God had been so good and so powerful to those people. Uh, how in the world uh, could they let it uh, stay uh, about 21 years away from home? How can you stay out of fellowship from God after he's been so good to you? Uh, he saved your soul. He gave his son to die on the cross of Calvary. Uh, he let him suffer and die an agonizing death. How in the world uh, can we not uh, get uh, the things of this world put behind us and the natural things out of our way? It takes something in your heart and coming before God right. You gotta come where your ark's at. Well, I, I like to feel the Lord move. I like to have a place where I can get close to God. I can feel him move way down in my soul. Now, boy, I'm, you talk about getting uplifted. Uh, uh, that meeting this morning was something, wasn't it? Uh, I praise God, uh, shouting all over the house. Boy, I like it like that. I like to feel heaven moving my soul. And so, uh, let me give you a couple more scriptures. Uh, this over maybe in the 15th chapter of the book of 1 Corinthians, if I can find it here. Now, when they finally decided to bring the ark home, uh, uh, over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, listen to this. And David made him houses in the city of David and prepared a, t uh, and prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched for it a tent. If you want God's uh, glory in your life, you gotta make a place for it. Uh, you got to put the world out of the way so there's room in there for God. If you want to have God's power in your life, you got to get away from the things of the world a little bit. Oh, preacher, I can't do it. Well, by yourself you couldn't, but with God's help you can. The only reason people don't get saved is because they choose not to. And the only reason people that are saved don't live for God is because they choose not to. If you're not living for God, it's your own fault. I'm not trying to be rude or judgmental, uh, but he that's within us is greater than he that's within the world. That's what God said. Yeah, listen, if you want to live for God, you can. God's big enough to help you live for him. And so, once again, God, uh, he, he blessed David to make a place for the ark. He blessed uh, David to fix a tent for him. And then David said, verse two, said none ought to carry the ark of God but the Levites. Remember I was talking about, that's the tribe that the priests came out of. And listen to this. And so for them hath the Lord chosen uh, to carry the ark of God and to minister to him forever. And David gathered all Israel together to Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord unto his place which he had prepared for. Now, he got everybody together. That's, boy, I appreciate the way our church has been moving together. Uh, that's the way God blesses. When we come together in one mind, one 
want a card. That's the way God blesses. If you're not in that spot, you need to get in it. That's where the blessings are. Now, I want you to go on with me one more chapter over. We've read to you, David, got the things ready for the ark. Well, now listen, it takes more than just doing a little planning. It takes putting it into action. Uh, and so in the 16th chapter, it said, uh, so they brought the ark of God. This is verse 1. They brought the ark of God and set it in the midst of the tent that David had pitched for it. And they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before God. And when David had made an end of offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. Listen to this. And let, oh, boy, I like this. And he dealt to everyone in Israel, both man and woman, to everyone a loaf of bread, a good piece of flesh, and a flagon of wine. Uh, he gave them uh, the bread. Uh, he gave them the flesh. He gave them uh, the, uh, the wine. We could call it grape juice. Uh, there was a meal there for everyone in Israel that came out to celebrate the ark of God. God has got for us the bread of life. He's got the Holy Spirit. He's got the power of God. He's got a meal on his table. You can eat it if you want to. There's a famine in the world, but God's house is not in famine. He's got plenty. And so he goes on down through here. And I don't want to take up too much time, <clears throat> but I want to get this down here. I want to go down to verse 7. When David did this and he delivered all these things, listen here what he did. This is still chapter 16, verse 7. said, then on that day, David delivered first this psalm. You say, well, this is not the psalms. It's chronicles. Yeah, but there's a psalm here. And he delivered this psalm to thank the Lord into the hand of Asaph and his brother. I mentioned Asaph the other day. Asaph, uh, he's maybe written about uh, 12 or 13 of the Psalms. I think 72 through 83 and also maybe uh, 50, somewhere in that area. And so Asaph was David's song leader and he also played an instrument. Uh, and so he was a man close to David. He was a man of God. David had written this Psalm. He took it to Asaph. He said, I want you to sing this for the people. I want us to worship, and I want us to celebrate. Well, listen, what it said. He gave this to Asaph to sing for the people, and it says this, Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Well, we need to give thanks to God. How do we make his deeds known? Well, we tell it verbally, we sing it, we preach it, we testify it, we pray it, and we live it. If you're going to have a, a testimony, if you're going to get a message across, you've got to live it. Probably all of us has had the unfortunate, uh, the unfortunate experience to be around somebody that tried to sound real religious and real godly and their life was just full of sins it could be. Uh, it doesn't have power in it. It takes God in the arrangements for it to be powerful. And we got to, now you can sin, you can get repentance. When people repent, God forgives them and they can have power with God again. That's when we get back where we got the ark back home. That's what we're talking about. And so it went on down here and you pray in just a couple minutes, we'll get a song. In verse 8, he said, Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Again, make the deeds known. In verse 9, Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face continually. That's probably enough of that reading. You can read on down through. There's a lot of verses in that psalm. These are wonderful verses. Maybe you check them later, but I think I've preached enough. I need to tonight. But listen, somebody here needs to move tonight and get back close to where the ark's at, where you can meet with God while we stand, while we sing a song. Well, I'm glad the Lord's here tonight. He was here this morning, he's here tonight. And I'm telling you what, uh, don't let the devil talk you into believing you can't do it. If you're lost tonight and God's speaking to your heart, you can get saved. If you're here and you're saved and you might have failed a thousand times, you might have told God no a thousand times, tell him yes tonight. It's time to get in and get right and get on with the business of God. Please come while we sing. Please obey the Lord. Somebody needs to come. You can come if you can just feel a little smidgen down inside. You can come. You can get close to the ark of God. God can bless you and God can help you. You can have victory in your life. I can't do it, preacher. I failed too much. None of us can do it. We've all failed too much. But Jesus Christ has victory. There's victory in Jesus. 
Will you trust the Lord enough to give him a chance to bless you tonight? Will you give the Lord a chance to bless you? Well, preacher, how can I give the Lord a chance to bless me? Obey him. Come while he's calling. It won't help you any if you go away and say, yeah, I should have moved. I don't know why I didn't. Move while there's time and opportunity. Time's running out. Let's get in. Please come. Please come. Let God help you and bless you tonight. Let him help you and bless you. Why not tonight? Why not tonight? say just a few words and we'll ask him to sing another song. When the writer there of Hebrews, of course I think it's Paul, but I don't know for sure. When he talked about the ark and he said this is what's in the ark. He said there's manna in there. Well manna, you remember that's the bread that God miraculously gave from heaven when the children of Israel were in the wilderness and they were starving and God let manna come down. And you know you might remember from reading this God told them to go out and collect up enough uh, for each one of them. Not, not more or not less, but collect up enough for each one of them. And so they were supposed to eat it that day. And if they didn't eat it that day, it'd spoil. It'd be gone. Well, how could they keep it in the ark? Well, because that's God's doing. When God put that bread of life in my soul, it never spoils. Well, that's what it's talking about in the ark. It's got that bread in there. It's got the manna in there. And uh, so let's look at this. Three things that's in there. Now let's look at this. There's the manna in there, and there's Aaron's rod that budded. Uh, there were some people crying out against Moses and Aaron one time. And God said, do it this way. He said, take a man out of every tribe. They were kind of quarreling about who was going to do the service in the temple. And God had set the, uh, the priests from the tribe of Levi aside. Some of the people didn't like that. They said, we're just holy as they are. God said, take a man from every tribe and have his rod. And they put the rods up, and they went back and checked them, I guess, the next day. And one of the rods was different than the other. One of the rods had budded. It was just a, it was just a rod. It was just a stick. It didn't have any roots in the natural ground. But it had budded. And now, more than just budding, it had bloomed, and it bore almonds cut off from the ground. You say, preacher, that's impossible. Well, thus it would be with God's knock. God do anything. If he could do that with a rod, he could make it burn on. He can do something with me and you. And so that, that's what we've got in our life. Uh, it's real because God made it real. God give it power and God give it life. And then on down here is the tables of the covenant. God put his law in my soul. I couldn't keep it, but Jesus Christ kept it and Jesus Christ is in my soul and so the kept laws in my soul. When God looks down at my soul, <clears throat> he's happy with it. If God smiles, he smiles when he looks in our soul that's saved by the grace of God. Praise God tonight. Well, I'm telling you what, you can have joy if you want to. The devil's not big enough to keep you sad hearted and broke down. He fights us hard, but God's bigger than the devil. Are you willing to let him have his place? Will you come and let God meet you where the Ark of the Covenant is, where the cherubims are at? Those, those are angels of mercy. Well, I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm glad I've got a God that's a merciful God. And I'm glad I've got a God that knows every need that I have. And he supplies it, and he will for you. Are you just willing to come and humble your heart? Somebody here needs to come tonight. If you're lost... Come and get saved. If you're saved and you're out of fellowship, come and get in. <clears throat> it seems complicated, but it's real simple. It seems hard, but it's not hard for God. <coughs> if you're saved and God's made you know this is your church home and you want to join here, come and tell us. Sing again. Sing us another song. <laughs> and wash away my sin 
Obey the Lord. It's your move. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we got people rejoicing here tonight, and rightly so. But we got some that's sad hearted. But you don't have to be sad hearted. Please come. <laughs> Obey the Lord. Amen. Your move. Your move. That's good. Thank you. Appreciate those good songs and your prayers and good attention. Anything on anybody's heart before we come to close? Good to be here tonight. Got a wonderful crowd. Thank the Lord for everybody cheer. Anybody else got anything before we come to close? This a business meeting tonight. So when we dismiss from here, let if anybody needs to leave, wants to leave, you can you welcome to stay We're not trying to get rid of anybody but after we give chances for people to exit that needs to we'll be seated for business okay anything else testimony announcement or anything before we close we can see our deacons going to the back and uh, some of them and uh, they take care of the offering back there if you go out if you want to put something in the offering where plates are back there and the deacons will be watching after it okay all right uh, thank you again, and we'll ask for another verse to a song, and uh, you can exit if you need to. <laughs>